Someone here this afternoon, someone here this evening, even and amen. Someone shout glory. My God, it is another week that the Lord God has made. The Bible said, We must rejoice and we must be exceedingly glad. This is the day that the Lord has made. Hallelujah. My goodness. Kadabasha papa papa papa. Kosata la kapaskapa. Irredoborokoskapa. The Bible said, This is the this is the day the Lord has made. You rejoice and be glad in it. You want to lift up your voice. You want to pray this prayer. That oh my God, oh my Father, as I lift up my voice in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus, may this week be filled with your glory. May this week be filled with your gladden, your gladden, your gladden anointing, the anointing that gladdens the heart in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus. The anointing that makes everything you do be rejoicing. You are lifting up your voice, you are praying. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Spirit of the Living God. Mahlelo Shada Baba. Rebebele Gadia. Mandele Gadia. Mandele Gadia. Makula Kadaba. Malakaduna Gadibio. Makusala Baba Baba. Rakada Baba Baba Baba. Rakosa Kadabala Gadia. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We are going to pray. 
we are praying we are going to call the name of the lord and we are going to call forth the help of god to fill our week that our week will receive help from god the bible said in the book of psalms 56 the verse 9 the bible said then my enemies will turn back when i call for help How? by this i will know that god is for me it says they are the psalmist says that his enemies is going to turn back when he calls for the help of God. We want to lift up our voice this week and we want to pray that in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus, there will not be grounds for the enemy to thrive in our life. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus, we are lifting up our voice and we are praying that, Oh my God, oh my Father, as I lift up my voice and as I pray, there will not be grounds for the enemy in this week in the mighty name of our lord jesus you are not permitting the enemy to have grounds the bible said when you call for the help of god the enemies turn their back your enemies will turn their back you want to lift up your voice and you want to pray that oh my god oh my father in the mighty name of our lord jesus christ i am not entering this week with the enemies on my back the bible said we wrestle not against flesh and blood. But the Bible said we wrestle against principalities, against powers. And the Bible said for the weapons of our warfare, they are not come out. And the Bible said they are mighty to God in the pulling down of thrones. We are not entering this week with the enemies on our back. The enemies must rather turn their back in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus. Whatever thing that caused us in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus to not do well and to not do well last week, it's not going to be the same thing this week. Why? Because our enemies will turn their back because we are going to call for the help of God. Child of God, lift up your voice and pray this prayer. This prayer you are praying, it is it will make God release and release terror upon the enemies. That the enemy will know that oh, you are no go area. This child, this guy, this lady, this woman, this man, I'm not tempted. Why? Because when I tried, there was terror. You are lifting up your voice, you are praying. Rakada <laughs> 
in the name of Jesus. Someone post something for me. Ezekiel 26, the verse 9. Glory to Jesus. Ezekiel 26, the verse 9. Someone should give me an King James version. Hallelujah. My goodness. Leboro do boshkapa irekada barakadaba. Kandala baba baba. The Bible said, and he shall set engines of war against thy walls. And with his axe, he shall break down thy towers. Hallelujah. God will set engines of wars against thy walls. And with his axe, he shall break down thy tower. He will direct the blows of his battering rams against your walls and demolish your towers with his weapons. You see, God has what we call the engines of war. These are all things God have used before when it comes to destruction and when it comes to releasing terror. So we, 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 we prayed our previous prayer that, Oh God, oh my Father, in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus, as I call forth your help, may my enemies, may my enemies turn their back. The Bible said when you call forth the help of God, these are, these are the things that happen. And today, what we are going to pray one of these things that God, that, you know, God has so many weapons. God has so many things he has to deal with the enemy. So, you know, as a child of God, the enemy should not be playing dice with our life and our destiny. The enemy should not be joking around and messing around our life. Why? Because the child of God's life is not a playground for the enemy to use for their trials and their errors. Hallelujah. It's not supposed to happen that way. The Bible said God has a, an engines of war. He said engines of war. We are lifting up our voice and we are praying that this week, 
whatever the enemy is going to arrange and, and devise against our life, we permit our God to release his engines of war against every enemy until they turn their back in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. My God and my Father, lift up your voice and pray. The engines of war is going against the power of darkness this week. Over your week in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus. The engines of war of our God Almighty will be released and it will go against every power of darkness in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus that will hover around your week in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I see the engines of God gathering and is gathering together to attack every stronghold that is mounted in your life and even for you this week in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I see that engine gathering, gathering, gathering. Makibo Shadababa, Rokolabalabalababa, Rokoskapa, Rampalagademioskapa, Lentalabalagadaba. The engines of God is arising in its tender. The engines of God is arising in its tender to defend your interest in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. This week, I see the engines of God, the engines of God gathering, gathering together. Ledobo Shapa, Rebebebelagadia. Legada Belagadia, Mahanta Lagadia, Pada da 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 da, Rokoskapaya, Rapapapa Sakapa, Legada Balagadia, Mahante Legadia, Rodobolo Godobobo, Lakada Bababa, Lenta Legadia, Rokodobobo, Rakodobolo Kodobo, Rakada Balagadia, Rakada Balagadaba, Yante Legadiosha, Makopa Papa, Rebella Gadibion, Ikumbalia Shapa, Rempalo Shapa, Lempalua. the engines of God is arising town of God the engines of God is arising town of God any area of your life, any area of your life that the enemy will want to trouble you this way, you scatter, you release, you release, you release the engines of war that come from God in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus. Lebadi Kosaba, Rebaba Pasakaba, Rede de Belegade, Rakada Gadapa, Rakada Palakada Baba, Rakada 
in the name of Jesus. Someone, I want you to please Psalm 78, verse 49 for me. Are you here with me? Is someone praying this morning? My God, my God, my God. Psalm 78, the verse 49. My God, my God, my God. The Bible said, For he unleashed against them his hot anger, his wrath indignation and hostility a band of destroying angels hallelujah my goodness my goodness how said he cast upon them the fierceness of his anger wrath and indignation and trouble by sending evil angels among them oh my god we are going to pray you know that there are angels that are purposely released by god and these angels that when god releases them what they are doing is to destroy what are they destroying they are destroying every evil of the enemy so every evil of the enemy planted in your life there are angels of god that god purposely send them to destroy you know we want to pray we are praying that every agenda of the enemy to destroy your life if they know how to destroy god knows how to destroy better we are praying that in the name of our lord jesus we are praying that as we rise up and we pray in the name of our lord jesus we are praying that may god release his terror may god release his wrath may god release his anger may god release his indignation and may god release his trouble against every system that wants to trouble us against every being that wants to trouble us against every individual that wants to destroy us in the mighty name of our lord jesus this week we permit them not to happen in the name of our lord jesus Christ, lift up your voice and pray. Rakada baba baba baba, rekola kada baba, rakada bara kada baba baba, rengola bara kada baba. Lentelega debia. As someone rises up and lift up his voice or her voice to pray, God is releasing those angels that destroy, those angels that destroy from heaven to destroy every evil, every eater of flesh, every destroyer of destiny, every destroyer of destiny every terminator of destiny in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ evil spirit that aborts destiny evil spirit that confuses people evil spirit that causes people to go even not not to the not according to the standards and the will of God for the for the people of God every evil every evil every evil that confuses people you lift up your voice at this week may the Lord God releases his wrath over them may the Lord God releases his Wrath over them. May the Lord God release His wrath over them. Le ba 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 ba. Le kola ka ba 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 ba. Lentele ge be 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 be. 
the spirit that has been there and is even making your progress even not go in the way God wants it to go in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ I see as someone lifted up his voice to pray I see that God is releasing that angel to come and destroy that complex situation that is terrorizing your destiny that is making your destiny becomes very very uncommon and very very complex you are lifting up your voice you are destroying the works of the enemy in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Someone puts Exodus chapter 10, the verse 12 for me. The verse 12 for me. My goodness. Are you praying, child of God? My God. My God. My God. Exodus chapter 10 verse 12. Then another person should post Exodus chapter 10 verse 14 too for me. And the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hands. I want the King James. Can I get King James? My goodness. My God. Do not leave any of it till morning. No, no, no. Exodus 10, 10, 10, 12, rather. 10, 12. The one who posted, pasted um, 12, 10. <laughs> My goodness. And then the locusts went up. Okay, this is verse 14. I want the 12 first. All right. And then the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch out. Stretch out thine hand over the land of Egypt for the locusts that they may come up upon the land of Egypt and eat every herb of the land. You know, one of the Bible has taught us that one of the weapons that God uses to cause grievance to the enemy is to sell locusts. Hallelujah. When God wants to grieve your enemies, he sends locusts. And the verse 14 says that, And the locust went up over all the land of Egypt and rested up and rested it all in all the coasts of Egypt. Very grievous they were. Hallelujah. So, you know, when God wants to cause pure and share griefs to the enemy, 
he sends locusts because why locusts what locusts does is that it invades it swarms you up it takes you by surprise it comes then you have nothing to do you become grievous you become you become grievous you become directionless hallelujah we are praying that this week any plan of the enemy any plan of the enemy in the name of our lord jesus and even in our own lives as we lift up our voice and as we pray let god send locusts upon our enemies let god send locusts upon every design of the enemy against our life in the mighty name of our lord jesus christ by the power that is in the blood of the lord and in the blood of the lamp we lift up our voice and we pray locusts that swamps locusts that that swamps Locusts that invade in the mighty name of Jesus. Locusts they come in large numbers and then they multiply so fast. Locusts locusts is always referred to as as, as an army. They come in their large numbers. We are praying in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh my God, oh my Father, let the locusts from heaven locate our lives in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Locate our lives in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus. And look out for every area of our life that the enemy wants to destroy. That the enemy wants to destroy. And let the let the locusts of God that come from God in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus. Oh, take over their plans in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus. If the enemy plots, that is the plantation of the enemy. When the enemy try to devise, they try to plot and de- and devise certain things. We lift up our voice and prayer oh god let your locusts go ahead of our week and scatter every plant and scatter everything everything in the enemy have sowed in our lives in the name of jesus hallelujah i pray for you in jesus name let the god of heaven go ahead of you in the name of jesus i pray for you in the name of jesus Oh, the power of darkness is destroyed. Oh, the power of darkness is destroyed. The power of cockatrice is destroyed. The power of the oppressor is destroyed. In the name of our Lord Jesus, the power of witchcraft is destroyed over your weak. In the name of our Lord Jesus, the power of witchcraft is destroyed. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, oh, they are going to submit. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, I pray for you. In the name of our Lord Jesus, the lightning of God is arising for your sake and is striking the terror and then the fear and is causing fear and terror in the camps of the evil one against your against your life. For this week, in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus, I see the weapons of God even receiving light from heaven. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus, I see your weapons receiving light from heaven. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ, and destroying and striking every evil out of your life. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ, my God and my Father, may God rain stones. May God rain stones in the name of our Lord Jesus for your sake within this week. Be blessed and be highly favored. Hallelujah. Mm. Someone shout Jesus is Lord.
I want you to rise up where you are. You take some, some steps. You shout, Jesus. I pray prophetically, may God, may God, as you take steps, may God give you territories. Territories. If not cover this, if not cover last week, may you cover it this week in the name of Jesus. Territories if not covered in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. I see you. Amen. I welcome all of you to the presence of God. I see Pascal. I see Ruby. I see God, Fred. I see Zion. I see Jackie. I see Barikisu. I see Batman. I see Mrs. Harriet. I see Mrs. Louisa. Uh, <clears throat> I see Benjamin, I see A.D. Joel, I see Miss Na, I see Mr. Wigmore, I see P, I see Riches, I see Christabel, I see Mami Abna, I see Benjamin, I see Grace Woman, I see Andrews, I see Apostle Ben Wesley, I see Pakofi. My goodness, you're all welcome. I see Authentic, I see Joel Edu, I see Batman. You're all welcome to the presence of God this, this morning. It's a new week, hallelujah. Your week will be filled with good news alone. Hallelujah. Your week will be filled with good news only. Every bad news is not permitted to enter your week. Ha. <clears throat> Every bad news is not permitted to enter your week. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Leko Shababa. Every bad news is not permitted to enter your week. I speak as a seer, sent from God, anointed by God, ordained by God, situated in your generation, in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus. All the bad news are cancelled one after the other, and they are filled with good news. Someone shout, good news only. 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 Be blessed and be highly favored in Jesus' name, amen. All right, so today is our 23rd day out of our 52 days in light. <clears throat> Hallelujah! Today is 20, today is supposed to be our 25th day, but we are we are left, we are we are behind two days. Uh, by when I'm done with 14th of February 2024, we are going to find one of the days and we will do morning, afternoon, and evening in order to catch up because there are two Fridays that we use it for other service. So, just um, this last week, Friday, the one that just passed, we use it for prophetic service. So, we owe. Right, so we will complete. You must complete that one there. You must complete. I'm trying so hard that we'll be able to be done with, with it, with that by the end of what February. Then, then we set into uh, uh, the months that is coming ahead, and it's going to be fire, fire upon fire, because the foundation has been laid, and any anything that that touches 
the moment the fire of God, the light of God, and the match of God is sent, ah, we catch fire like that and we are soaring because our foundation has been built properly. We thank God for what He's doing. Amen and amen. So today, I gave you a reading assignment. So what we are going to do is that, and by the grace of God, because we have, we have, been, we have been dealing with the synoptic books, that is Matthew, Mark, Luke, and now we are in the last synoptic book, which is John. And we are also uh, close to the passion. We said the last time, we said, what is the passion? It, it translates the, the suffering and then the death of Christ. It's called the passion. And there are similar stories within the passion. So some of them, we, I will just do a recap of them. Then we read one chapter properly today, a full chapter properly. Then we'll be done with the book of John today. And tomorrow, God willing, we start the book of Acts. <sighs> How many books have you now? How many books have you covered so far? All right. And the graceful thing is that when we are done with the book of Acts, all the books that follows by the grace of God, they are not as dense. The only dense ones, those one will be around, it will be first Corinthians, second Corinthians. They are the only ones that crosses two chapters, right? Like they have two chapters. Most of them they are around nine, ten, eleven, um, six. There are some that you even have just one. So like you can we, we can go so if you are done with the book of acts gradually gradually we will get there amen you will get there someone say you will get there someone say we will get there all right god bless you for waking up this morning so i was thinking about the thing um this is what we are going to do um i deacon benjamin was 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 discussing something with me and i think it's a it's a good one he started something on the page he said if you are um if you can't wake up in the morning you 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 send your name so that they will call you so i'm also increasing their task by saying it this way there are so many people that they chat with me i wish they can wake up but you know some people are let's put it this way so that we don't offend them some people are lazy yes that's the that's the the non-offensive <laughs> that's the most unoffensive word we can use they are lazy christians they are very 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 lazy christians because of that yeah that's the nicest word we can give them all right so they can bend i want you to set like a team like 20 people that when every morning you wake up at 4 a.m because already sparkling dew was 4 a.m already right sparkling dew was 4 a.m already so when you wake up at 4 a.m then you start making you start you call the people then the people too they have people they'll call then you wake those who wants who who should join all right so get that strategy done by the end of this week the device away that is all i'm going to say i'm not going i'm not coming to give you any more information so the only information you are receiving is this amen so find a way figure a way think with your people discuss with them find out solutions um so that we can wake up amen some christians are very lazy very very lazy very 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 lazy that is the oh, the, the non-offensive words you can use our christians are very 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 lazy you see instead of sparkling you used to start <laughs> Yes, they did kids. It used to used to come at 3 a.m. in the morning. Who those days God's goodness was here, I'm sure. 
with 3 a.m. in the morning, used to come for sparkling dew. Sparkling dew was 3 a.m. Then we shifted it to 4 a.m. Now 5 a.m. They are still asleep. It can't happen. So uh, we should find a way. We should find a way of um, doing that. Uh, even these 52 days is even giving me. Uh, I feel like when we are even done with the 52 days, I shouldn't stop the dawn services. We should still continue. Uh, I don't know. You find a way. Still continue the dawn service. Uh, sorry, I'm watching a vampire. My goodness. So we are on John chapter 17. John chapter 17. So in the book of uh, in, in the book of John, we've studied, we've come a long way. We knew what the book of Matthew represents, Mark represents luke represents and we are on the fourth book the book of john and when john is writing john wants to prove number one that jesus christ he writes to unveil that jesus is a god man jesus is god and he's also a man he's 100 percent divinity divine and 100 percent also a human being and we've come a long way and in the chapter 17 of the book of john jesus has now spoken so much to his disciples we saw um the last time we met that jesus has spoken so much to his disciples he even told them the one who is going to going to betray him and all of a sudden what we saw is that judas iscariot just took his his bags or took the bread and and the most funny thing is that he didn't even give jesus back his bread he took the bread that jesus gave him and he became annoyed and he went away and he went away he have never joined he never joined um the disciple and now when you go to the chapter 17 jesus is praying for his disciples and then when we read the chapter 17 um i want to read some few verses the bible says that in chapter 17 verse 2 father the hour has come glorify your son that your son will glorify you too for you granted him authority that all that you for you granted him authority over all the people that he might give eternal life to all those who you have given him now this is eternal life that they know you the only true god and jesus christ whom you sent hallelujah and right after that jesus begins to pray for his disciple when you when you you go from the the verse 6 even through to the last one which is the, the the verse 26 jesus begins to pray and i saw three things that jesus prayed even for his disciples about the first one that jesus the first thing jesus prayed to them about was that jesus prayed a prayer of protection that they don't scatter hallelujah it means that even when it came to protection jesus knew that his people should be united jesus knows that his people must be protected child of god you need to be protected and i pray in the name of jesus the same prayer that jesus prayed over his disciple we pray that we also become partakers of same prayer that we are always protected amen unity has always been a thing from the very beginning jesus wanted his people to be united so jesus is praying that they they, they also get united we see so many times there are times we feel like uh christians are against christians and sometimes it's very sad but it's very true that we we seem we seem not united we seem we seem not united but we pray that by the grace of god we we also get back together 
and we become more united. Amen and amen. The second prayer Jesus prayed was even in the verse 15. In the verse 15, he says that, My prayer is not that you take them out of this world, but that you protect them from the evil one. You know, Jesus is praying, and anytime Jesus prays, we must pay a, a, a peculiar attention to Jesus. Why? Because whatever Jesus prays about is very key. And now we see Jesus praying for protection, even for his people. And then in the prayer, he is praying that they are protected against the evil one. The last time I said, and I want to reiterate it, and I want to say it again, so that we understand. The easiest way to lose a battle is to assume that the enemy does not exist. Any believer that assumes the enemy does not exist, you have already lost. <laughs> the enemy is using your life to do chaskele already. Because you have already assumed the enemy does not exist and evil does not exist if you are like that you become a sad you see why because you don't really believe in the spirituality the spiritual aspect and jesus always almost every time had a problem with the people who did not believe even in the supernatural hallelujah jesus is praying for his people and jesus knew that there was evil existing hallelujah and he prayed that they will escape that the next prayer that we see is that jesus is praying for his to his disciples and we see it in the verse 17 and in the verse 17 i read he says that sanctify them by your truth your word is truth jesus prayed to his disciples by sanctification why is jesus praying to his people by sanctification because you can be polluted the world we are living jesus says that father i pray that you don't take them out of the world but i pray that you protect them against the evil one so the already the 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 no Notion or the fundam the basis that we are always going to remain in the in the world as long as we have breath is there as we become a christian god will not take you out of the world amen he's going to give you his spirit he's going to he's going to indwell within you you are still going to be in the world but it is very very likely that you will be what corrupted and you'll be polluted so jesus prayed to the father that he will sanctify them and how that sanctification comes by the word because that because your word is truth so every child of god that is far away from the word of god is closer to corruption hallelujah every child of god that is very very far from the word of god is so closer to corruption it is easy for you to be corrupted it is easy for you to walk in corruption and jesus says that sanctification comes by the truth and it is christopher christopher hallelujah that is why we have a lot of child and children of god who are in churches but they carry baggages and loads upon their soul why because they are very very distant from the word of god but jesus says that sanctify them by your truth because your word is truth and we remember that there was a time that when jesus wanted to even wash the feet of his disciples what we saw is that apostle peter said no you don't need to wash my my my, my you don't need to wash my feet i am the one that i'm supposed to wash your feet why because they understood that in the jewish even time is in that jurisdiction their system of doormat was even washing the feet with water 
and it was always done by the slave or by the least in the house and jesus did that when jesus did that what we saw is that the apostle peter said no then i need you to wash my whole body then jesus says that no you the one who has listened to the word and who has been with me doesn't need a whole wash of body why because the word of god comes from jesus christ and that is what you should understand as a child of god that the more woman is having so many roots inside of you it becomes very very difficult for someone to corrupt you hallelujah how do people corrupt people that there can be the corruption with doctrines that is why there are christians that they are leading, leading a normal christian life very soon they begin to carry those some doctrines be weirdly now and then we don't see them again they enter into some forms of distraction you can also be corrupted even in the spirit there are so many believers that we have been corrupted with so many we can be corrupted with the world so there are some christians that they are they love the, they love god but they are still entangled with the world they are still entangled with the word the the word of god the, the world has corrupted them so we remember that a time came in the parable of the seed we said there was there was a, a sower that was sowed and when he sowed some fell in thorny soil or thin grounds and we said that those are the people that they are mingled with the word of god and you can't grow that is why there are so many people they can't grow why because the devil have showed them so many things i pray that you will not be corrupted i pray that you will not be corrupted spiritually i pray that you will not be corrupted even doctrinally i pray that you will not be corrupted also by the world in the name of jesus then we moved on to chapter 18 and the chapter 18 is a is a story story narrative and when you read and those who read it's easier because um we see that what jesus um even goes to the garden of gethsemane and this time around they named a place it's called the gedron valley or the valley of gedron and it's it's also very close to bethany if you have been with us i've explained the jewish land even to you i said that the southern part is the province of judea and in the province of judea we have the temple jerusalem and it's very close to bethany and bethany on the hills of bethany is the mount of olives so the mount of olives is in bethany and within the mount of olives is the garden of gethsemane and here the bible is also painting another picture and this time around the picture the bible is painting is uh, a valley called Gedon, um, Gedon, hallelujah. So Jesus is in that place. And what we see is that the, the, the apostle Paul is going to write that the Jewish leader will come and then with Judas and Judas will point to Jesus. They arrest Jesus. When they arrested Jesus, um, what we see is that Jesus is brought even in even in front of the Jewish leaders, they condemn Jesus unjustly. What we see, another thing is that now they brought Jesus to Pilate so that Pilate is going to kill Jesus. And Pilate begins to interrogate Jesus and then he knows that there isn't any grounds or any basis that he, he can he can kill Jesus. So the, 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 the Sanhedrin, and I've explained it the last time, that the Sanhedrin means that there are 70 council members, 70 people even um, that consists of the high priest, the chief priest, and also some of the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and also the scribes. Hallelujah. So we've 
spent all these things they brought jesus before him so finally they push and push and push until that they, they threaten Pilate that you you are a governor if you don't give us or grant us our wish you are no more friend even to the emperor to the emperor hallelujah and we said that the emperor is higher than the governor we even said um talked about herod herod the the herod the tatrach so we remember that even in the other synoptic books when we were learning we said that herod and Pilate they became friends and the reason why we call it herod the tatrach tetrach means someone that even does not control a whole province and that is the the name the jewish people give herod the herod when the herod who was there that jesus was born died and when he he died his sons took over his provinces so they divided that into two so even in galilee that is the northern part of the jewish calendar that i explained the last time we saw something there what did we see we see that herod the tetrarch was the one that was controlling that area that is why um, in the other book they said that so Pilate even designated that herod would take even jesus why because jesus was born even in that area within galilee in nazareth a very small town so what we see is that um, now um, they push Pilate and then Pilate begins to investigate even um, Jesus upon only one basis. So the Pilate asks Jesus a question that, are you a king? And Jesus confirms it half, that it is true, but the king I am is not the king that these people are saying. So he didn't have any basis to actually um, kill Jesus. But what we saw is that he actually did go kill jesus and then he put upon the head he didn't know that he thought he was mocking the jews but when he put on the head the king of the jews and then the bible says that the sign they did not like it at all spiritually and physically we all we the people who understand even salvation and the plan of redemption we know that it's not normal for the king to do that it's very very prophetic he actually wrote it there jesus the king of the jews so that was the end of um, the chapter 18 when you go to the chapter 19 jesus is now sentenced to be crucified uh -huh. and he's now sentenced to be crucified and jesus is crucified so many things happen there is something that i want to point attention to because we can be easily confused there are so many marys in the bible so many marys so many marys in the bible so when you move to the chapter 19 right chapter 19 we are going to see even from the chapter 19 the verse 25 the bible says that when jesus was um being hanged on the cross that was it near the cross of jesus stood his mother his mother's sister mary the wife of clophas and mary magdalene hallelujah so we have so many different you know that jesus's mother is called mary and now jesus's mother's sister i don't know how to say it jesus's mother's sister mary and then he was married to clophas this clophas this Clo so jesus's auntie yes so jesus's mother's sister which is jesus's auntie right married jesus's early father's brother so it's like two sisters that married two brothers so that is also clophas amen yeah and then the last mary is mary of magdalene mary of magdalene you should also remember that we have mary of bethany mary of bethany is martha's sister and lazarus sister they are there all right mary of bethany was the one that also 
put um, alabaster oil upon the feet of Jesus Christ. You remember, right? Uh -huh. And there's also another woman that the name was not mentioned who also put oil when Jesus was in the house of the tax collector and wiped it with the tears. So two times Jesus' feet was even anointed. <laughs> if you are, if you are not, if you are, if you are, if you are not like if you don't study it carefully you'll be confused think ah is it the same report they are reporting here no there were two different instances that people did that so we have different types of merits so why is it why am i mentioning this we are going to understand because there's an introduction of mary magdalene and mary magdalene we all know from our previous one that the bible said jesus even took demons out of this mary also mary magdalene when we say magdalene what does magdalene means someone who is from a place that is called magdala hallelujah so if you are from magdala you are you are you are a magdalene hallelujah and that, that those days bible bible times were very very interesting so if let's say you are benjamin there will be so many benjamins in bequine so we say uh, or Be maybe benjamins within our meeting we are going to call you benjamin bequine so we have benjamin bequai we have um, bequinian so that is going to be your name benjamin bequinian we have ben wesley so we are going to say ben then maybe be free if you say who you are ben sehuyosonian me too i am ben i'm coming from asabi we are going to call me ben asabinian we have s ben who is from either Vota region or northern region so ben walewalian those days the names were plenty <laughs> so they give these things so mary magdalene is from magdala which is very very important she's going to be a key player in the resurrection story of jesus christ and the bible introduces them what i love about this passage was that jesus spoke to his disciples the bible said when jesus saw his mother there and then the disciples whom he loved and we said that the disciple whom Jesus loved is the one who is writing. But on better be anymore. So Apostle Paul, as Apostle John, anytime be an ultra story. Me, I don't know. It's like it's an indirect flex visa. You see, there are some people they don't want to do it anymore, but they are still flexing secretly like that. Like they are not doing it anymore, but they are just hiding their name. But even you discovering itself, it's like every time he is writing, he says, then the apostle whom Jesus loved was standing there, like. Bring your name so that you know that you are the one who is writing. It's the apostle whom Jesus loved. So Jesus himself gave his mother Mary. Because Jesus was the elder, the was the elder, Jesus' brother. We said he's called James. He's the one that wrote the epistle of James. So Jesus gave even his mother uh, to, to John, the one who wrote the book of John. So John should take care of even the mother. And that was how even John chapter 19 also ended. John chapter 20, then we read the John chapter 21. John chapter 20 is very, very short. What we see is that Jesus rose up from the dead and his disciples could not even recognize him. The first one, the first person that could not recognize Jesus was Mary Magdalene. She was so much crying and crying and crying. The Bible said that she even confused jesus christ as a gardener like gardener she confused jesus christ as a gardener 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 that was who mary magdalene if if you were jesus at that time you would have said demons come back maybe one demon come and enter this woman again all the demons i took would you at least back as a punishment the bible says that she could not recognize jesus and then 
she thought that Jesus was a was a gardener. And you must also understand something very key: the people who buried Jesus was Joseph Arimathea and Nicodemus. He said that Joseph Arimathea and Nicodemus they are part of the Sanhedrin. Uh -huh. So the Bible says that, and in the verse thirty-eight of the chapter nineteen. Apostle Paul is writing about Joseph of Arimathea. He says that Joseph Arimathea was a disciple of Jesus, but he secretly feared because of the Jewish leaders. So he himself, even though he was on the Sanhedrin, he believed and he was a disciple. And then the apostles knew that even though this man is still our disciple, they knew, hallelujah. The very, the most painful thing is that I was expecting that same thing would be said about Nicodemus. But what the Bible says is that he... Nicodemus, Nicodemus accompanied even Joseph of Arimathea to, to bury Jesus in a tomb that nobody had slept there before, which was kind of um, something, some things to me. I was expecting that uh, maybe he would write that he was also a disciple because Jesus gave from his story, we understand how we can enter into the kingdom of God. And that has become one of the key messages of the New Testament church. I was expecting that he's going to say, oh, he became a disciple. But well, as I've always said, we don't know what happened to his story fully though. But as, as I've always said, proximity to the anointing does not mean that you draw from the anointing. Hallelujah. It is how much of value you place. It's so important. Amen. So in the chapter 20, what we see is that Jesus rose up from the dead. And John chapter 20, the verse 22 bible says that uh, the verse 21 to 22 the bible says that again jesus said peace be unto you as the father has sent me i'm sending you and with that he breathed upon them and he said receive the holy spirit we are going to understand more about the holy spirit in the book of acts amen there are two different types of the holy spirit right we will go into details with them the first type of the Holy Spirit is the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. It is one type of the Holy Spirit. And the second type of the Holy Spirit is the empowering Holy Spirit. So there is a Holy Spirit that comes to empower. And there is a Holy Spirit that comes to dwell within. And you must know these very things. Every one of them has a particular sign. The Holy Spirit that they are receiving here in the verse 22 of the chapter 20 of John is the indwelling of the holy spirit that indwelling of the holy spirit makes them eternal souls that indwelling of the holy spirit makes them eternal souls it also makes them living sacrifices and it also makes them christ-like it transforms the believer to be the exact replica of or to become the image even of jesus hallelujah so god gives him the indwelling of the holy spirit that does not come with tongue speaking but both of them can happen to a person at the same time but you must know that there is a difference you have the indwelling of the holy spirit and we also have the empowering of the holy spirit the indwelling of the holy spirit turns the child of god to even become christ-like hallelujah and also and also the 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 holy spirit that the apostles received on even um the day of pentecost is also oh i'm confused i'm trying to read someone's question and i'm also thinking at the same time i'm coming she says why does please does that make the holy spirit just two or two ways by which he works in people yes it's, it's it doesn't make the holy spirit too it's just one spirit but it's in two different operations just as through jesus christ 
we 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 be, we become saved. It is also through Jesus Christ that we also um, understood so many things about the kingdom. It's one Jesus, but Jesus can do so many things to us. The Bible said the Holy Spirit is also comes and also um, bring to remembrance. All right, so it's one Spirit, but it it manifested in two different operations. That is why because the reason why it's very difficult for it, it's so important for us to understand is that okay let me let me let me go forward you understand better as i was saying the holy spirit that came on the day of pentecost is not the indwelling spirit of the holy spirit because we see here in the book of acts before jesus christ even when jesus christ was around was that jesus has already given them the the Holy Spirit says, receive the Holy Spirit. So if we go to the Acts of the Apostle, then the Spirit that came to came to them and was like a, a tongues of fire, even upon their head, what was that? Was it a different Holy Spirit? So we know that we have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and we have the empowering of the Holy Spirit. The empowerment of the Holy Spirit, it makes you bold. It makes you do works that you could not do. It makes you, it makes you do complex things. It makes you go. That is the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. So what happened on the day of Pentecost is the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. It is the reason why the empowerment of the Holy Spirit makes we see in instant some kind of um, some kind of um, um instant outward even show for us to see so when someone receives the um receives tongue speaking that is not the indwelling holy spirit tongue speaking is when you have um, received the empowerment the enablement of the holy spirit so you bring out something that becomes evident that you have been empowered by the holy spirit and you also have the holy spirit that is indwelling of indwelling so a child of god can have the holy spirit and still not speak in tongues so don't think that obia tongues just that that enabling empowering even to speak in tongues so it is two different things so we shouldn't confuse those who don't speak in tongues say receive the holy spirit but they were they still receive the empowerment of the holy spirit that is why as a child of god you you as you as the you, you become a christian and the holy spirit dwells in you you still need time for you to receive the enablement for you to be able to do more works for god all right so that is chapter 20 let me now let me now go to chapter 21 let me read it very the last chapter wow afterward jesus appeared again to his disciples by the sea of galilee it happened this way simon peter thomas's or simon peter thomas also known as didymus Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and the two other disciples were together. I'm going out to fish. Simon Peter told them, and then they said, We will go with you. So they went and got into boats. But the night, but that night they caught nothing. Isn't it amazing that we always fall into uh the things are familiar places the moment we are faced with challenges these people have been with jesus and then the moment jesus had been taken away or jesus was jesus died and now jesus is no more with them we see them going back to what they were doing 
And there are so many Christians that we fall into a place of we are familiar with our old ways. That the moment struggle comes, we go into our old ways. That is not a typical thing. That is not what Jesus expects from us. You shouldn't go back to the things that you are familiar with when you have been introduced to light. You must consistently stay with stay in light and push on, even when you don't even see the way forward. Why do these people went back? Because Jesus had always been with them. When they needed food, Jesus would pick some, some bread and multiply it, some fish and multiply it. Now Jesus is no more. So they don't have, perhaps, they don't have any, any more food to do anything. So they say, okay, let us go back to the things we know how to do. And that wasn't a good message that they, they actually um, did. And we see it written in the word of God for us to understand and for us to better our lives. Amen. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore. But the disciples did not recognize that it was Jesus. He called out to them, Friends, have, haven't you any fish? They answered. He said, Throw your nets on the side of the boat and you'll find some. When they did, they were unable to haul the nets because of the large number of fish. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved, that is Apostle Peter, said to Peter, It is the Lord. My problem is with that. You have, you, have, you have been fishing and you people, you recognize that there was only one man that was able to tell you to put your net here and you caught fish. And the same man is telling you to do it again and you still did not recognize him. Which means that I think, I don't know, maybe I'm learning something. I think I'll, I'll, I'll go back and study more into that. But I, one thing that I can infer from that is that I think fishermen, right, listen to more suggestions from their companions. So perhaps they, they mistook Jesus Christ as one of maybe Obi or Bayou Suonoso. Because you see, this man has done it before. But he's saying do it again and now you can't recognize him. I don't know. There is a lesson we must learn as children of God. That God should open our eyes that we are going to identify everything he tells us. And we are going to identify who he is his essence and his nature too. It, it's, a, it's a life transforming even thing for us to understand. It is the Lord. He wrapped his outer garment around him for he had taken it off. Then jumped into the water. Then the other disciples followed in the boat, towing the net, towing the net full of fish for they were not far from, from shore about a hundred yards then they landed they saw a fire of burning coals that was that was there and then they saw with fish on it and some bread jesus said to them bring some of the fish you have caught so simon peter climbed back into the boat and dragged the net ashore it was full of large fish 153 but even that so many the net was but even with so many the net was torn so they caught a lot 153 big 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 fish jesus said to them come and have breakfast may jesus give you a lot of breakfast ah jesus is giving people breakfast jesus is giving people breakfast you can take you see there's some there's some level some there's some level of faith that i want you to grow into but that sometimes Pick some word of God as, as literal and walk by it. It becomes your faith. You see, God, as you fed the people breakfast in my life, may you always give me breakfast. Like, 
Bible says Jesus told them, Come for breakfast. None of the disciples dared ask him, Who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came. Of course, you should know it's the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread, and gave it to them. And then they did the same with the fish. This was now the third time Jesus had appeared after he had been raised from the dead. Actually, in Apostle Paul's definition, she says he says that it's the third time. But to other, even in his own account, he talked about so many times. Like by this time, it was like the seventh time that Jesus. But to him, he was using perhaps when he was present to denote the number of times Jesus had appeared to them. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than this? Lord, yes, he said, you know you know that I love you. That is the number one. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Verse 16. Again, Jesus said to Simon, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. Then the third time, he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt. That is Simon. Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time. Do you know why he's hurt? He denounced Jesus three times. And here, Jesus is reinstating his apostleship. And Jesus also does so three times in love. And the moment he did that, he had... What, we are, what he did was that he had, he had um, relinquished his apostleship or an apostleship at all form just by denying Jesus three times. And here we learn that Jesus is also reinstating him and then he does so also three times. Hallelujah. Jesus is so wonderful. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Verily, I tell you, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and then you went where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and will lead you to where you would want, where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. So Jesus is speaking here. And what Jesus is saying is that, Peter, this is how you are going to die. You are going to die a Messiah. Then he said to him, follow me. Peter turned and saw that the disciples whom Jesus loved was following them. This was the same one who leaned back against Jesus at the last supper. The supper and said, Lord, who is going to betray you? You remember that story that I said that Jesus was sitting even in the midst. How the Bible described it. Jesus was in the middle and then Apostle Paul, Apostle Simon was opposite um, Simon Peter was opposite Jesus. Now on the right of Jesus was um, um, John, um, was um, Judas Iscariot, and then no John, and then left was Judas Iscariot, and this is the same thing he's talking about. This was the one who leaned back against Jesus at the supper and said, "Lord, who is going to betray you?" When Peter saw him, he asked, "Lord, what about him?" So, what about him? If my, my death will be glory, will be in glory, what will be 
what will be about him. And do you know how Apostle Peter died? Apostle Peter died by crucifixion. But he, his head was turned down. That was how Apostle Peter died. And Apostle Peter died in similar fashion as Jesus died. And Jesus is doing all these things, and Jesus is saying all these things to them because he understood. There was a, there is a thin line. I want you to think about it. I'm not going to say it, but think about it. Jesus died. In Jesus's death, there was betrayal and all that. Who betrayed him, Peter? And Jesus has reinstated him, and Jesus says that you are going to also die a glorious death. Hallelujah. So now Jesus is asking, if this is how I'm going to die, how would John, the apostle, also died. And Jesus said, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? You must follow me. Because of this, now, Apostle John, story, is writing about how the rumor spread. Because of this, the rumor spread among the believers that this disciple would not die. But Jesus did not say that he would not die. He only said, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? And it's true. You know, uh, this man, and I'm sure that when they they tried to, and all that, they tried to kill him and then he could not die. And then he was on the Isle of Podmos. And all that, and he didn't. I'm sure people were saying that. Ah, you remember what Jesus said? Though Jesus said that this is this man is not going to die. Uh -huh. So it's always like that. He he didn't die easily, though. But Jesus wasn't saying that. <laughs> Jesus wasn't saying that he's not going to die. Jesus said he's going to. He also up upper. Amen. This is the disciple who testifies to these things, and who wrote them down. So he's talking about the disciple who wrote this down is he himself. So on one we the If it was me and you are, we are going to interpret the scripture that oh I yes, we are won't die, I won't die, I won't die. But he himself is writing and he says, No, 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 he didn't say I won't die, he said I would die. They are, that you see, that makes the Bible authentic. The Bible doesn't hide some of the mistakes of his office office or it, not some the bible never hid all the mistakes of his players if i am writing a book and i want human beings to believe i'll only write good things about me i'll never write bad things about me i'll never write weaknesses about my heroes i'll never no 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 no. i'll just write only good things but look at the bible he himself is writing about himself and he's not going to misinterpret it he says that oh okay but yes i okay the people view death as a different way but new generation believers we view death and we are running away we don't want to die hallelujah we know that this testimony is true that is how he ended this the scripture jesus did many other things as well it was one of them if every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have room for the books that would be written. Yes. It means that Jesus did 
a whole lot of miracles. Someone say, is it true? So we write every book, we write every book, even every day. You must understand that we have something we call hyperbole. It's called something we call exaggeration for emphasis. Sorry, exaggeration for emphasis. It's a way, it's a figure of speech. It's a figure of speech to tell us that the miracles Jesus did was a lot and was numerous. This is the word of God, people of God. Thank you. Uh, sorry for today. I was going a lot faster because I wanted us to complete uh, the book of John. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. Tomorrow, God willing, we will start the book of Acts. We will start the book of Acts. And we will be done with the book of Acts within this week. Then we start going again. Then we start going. Then to the glory of God, you will be able to finish. Hallelujah. The book of Romans is 12. The book of Romans is uh, more than 12. 16 chapters, then 1 Corinthians, then we are done. Then you'll be done like that. This is the word of God. If you have any questions, if you have any contribution, um, you can ask me. And I would, what stood out also for you, I'll take it. Amen. Bow down and I worship you. We bow down. Amen and amen. Any question? Any contribution? Anyone that also need clarification? Hallelujah. Is the Bible not? Is the Bible not sweet? Love the word of God, though. Love the word of God with all. The, the Bible says, "Love your God, your your Lord, with all your might and with all your strength." So love God, love God, and love God's word too. It will better your life. Hallelujah! It is too sweet. It is too sweet. I've learned so many things within this twenty-three days, and to the glory of God, we are going for fifty-two days. How many days more? I think you have less than, if my mathematics is right, you have less than 30 days, right? You will get there, little by little. Little by little. Hallelujah. Alright, any question for me this morning? If there is no question, I would lead us in prayer before we leave. Is there any question? Is there any contribution? Is there anything you want to say? Oh, good to Now, sorry, woo. to Now, sorry. Jesus loved Peter even when he betrayed him three times and he committed the sheep. He committed and committed the sheep back to him. You must understand what God God's love is. It's true. Hallelujah. You know, if he's a human being, I'm trying to tell you if it's 21st century pastor that we 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 get baptized, we someone betrays us and we die on the cross and we come back. Do you know how, what our message should be like? From that day to be a kutia preaching from top to down. Like hmm, we stayed with you. We are with you. 
Uh, okay. I gave you bread and butter. I told you that you are Peter. You are the rock upon which I hold my church. <laughs> you have shown me. You have done this. You have done that. But listen to Jesus. Jesus reinstated Peter. And he made him the rock upon which he builds his church. And the Bible says that what is the rock? The last um, the Bible says that um, if a man is building uh, upon a rock, if the one who built upon a rock, the Bible says that the winds came, the sun shine, the waters came, and the Bible said he stood still. So the reason why, when we say that um, Peter is the rock upon which God built the church, it means that he was the foundation. That was why he is the first person that preached. On the day of Pentecost, and around 3,000 men gave their life. It means he, had, he became the foundation. The Bible said the apostles met day, day to day, day to day, and then God added to their numbers. They were breaking bread, they were learning, they were doing things, and God added to their number. And when we got to the verse, um, um, we go forward. The Bible says that he also went and then they healed the man. He himself and John healed the man. And the Bible said when he did so, The Bible said when he did so, when he healed the man by the gate of beautiful, sorry, I, I, I received the text, I had to respond, it was an emergency. The Bible says that when he healed the man at the gate of at the gate beautiful, the Bible said they, they went into the, the temple, Solomon's col colonnade. The Bible said when he was there, he spoke to the people too. And then the Bible said more of the people... Their numbers even grew to 5,000. It was Peter. He became the rock. He became the foundation. He became the first people that God used him to save souls into his kingdom. That is why the Bible says that he is the rock upon which Jesus built his church. And it was true. And in, when we start the book, of, the, the book of Acts, the Acts of the Apostles, the Bible is going to tell us what they did and what they did. And then the writer of the book of Acts is also the same person that wrote the book of Luke and he said that the one that wrote the book of Luke he wrote it to most excellent Theophilus tomorrow we are going to learn how most excellent Theophilus name even changed to and then Luke is going to come again and Luke we said that Luke was uh, a Peter's secretary yeah the medical doctor glory to jesus you want to lift up your voice this morning okay someone added a new question let me go back and scroll says that um chapter 19 we should take care of my parents when jesus was dying he assigned his disciples to take care of his mom yes so you see jesus did not just relinquish his early duties john the apostle to take care he says today he is your mother and today today he is your son, and today she is your mother. Jesus entrusted his mother into the hands of the apostle whom he loved. That is John, the apostle. Jesus himself had people whom he loved. So don't think that you can love everybody equal. Mm. <laughs> Jesus loved all of them, but one is writing, 
and we see that Jesus had favorites. Wow. Glory to Jesus. You want to lift up your voice this morning. You want to pray. You know, one of the things that I said from the very beginnings is the prayer of sanctification. You want to lift up our voice and you are praying, Lord, oh my God, oh my Father, as I lift up my voice and as I pray, Malu Shaka Bradoskapa, Lebelega Debeoskapa, Lada Bradoskapa, Ilagada Baba Baba Baba, Kumbala Gadeaskapa, Leberadoskapa, Imahandala Gadebeoskapa, Rebelega Debeosha, my God and my Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus, let your hands protect me. Let your hands deliver me. Let your hands protect me in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus. Makubala dosha, mandele gosha, irregodo bologo dibia, mandele gadibio shababa. I will not be corrupted. I will not be corrupted. I will not be corrupted in Jesus' name. I want to pray. I want to pray for someone here that is un- that is under the influence of my voice. I'm praying in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I pray for every soul represented here by your power, by your grace, by your anointing. I declare in the name of our Lord Jesus that your presence, your spirit, your grace is going to be with them. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus, I declare, oh my God, and I declare, oh my Father, everything you've said concerning their lives, it will come to pass. In the mighty name of Jesus, may you protect us, sanctify us, and make us more united. In Jesus' name, we call it done. Amen. God bless you, child of God. See you tomorrow. Tomorrow, same time, 5 a.m. All right? 5 a.m. God bless you.